is so good to be here. It's a holiday weekend. Maybe you have off today. Maybe you have off Monday and Tuesday next week. Whatever it may be, I hope you have a fabulous and safe and healthy weekend with your family and friends celebrating the 4th of July, but also being mindful of this kind of weird air quality thing we've got going on. So hopefully you stay healthy amidst all of that. But I am here today with a classic original style episode for you all we have a beauty buzz list we have a beauty in the berg interview segment so hopefully you are listening to this while you are prepping for the holiday weekend while you're relaxing before your holiday weekend parties whatever it may be maybe you're driving to the lake maybe you're driving to go see fireworks so i've got some goods for you to get your weekend off on the right track on the right foot on the right face because we're talking a little bit of face a little bit of sunscreen you know I had to you know I had to it is full-blown summertime we got to make sure you and your kids and your family are staying safe in the sun but we're gonna actually get to that second first up I recently wanted to dive deeper into the world of acne patches also known as hydrocolloid um, patches and so I just think that they've blown up in the last year or so as something that a lot of people reach for when they've got a breakout and so many brands have so many different styles um, and so I kind of wanted to break that down a little bit just because not all patches are created equal and you really have to know which ones are right for you and so diving into Beauty Buzz list Item number one is the hydrocolloid acne patches. And really the basic science behind this is the outer layer of this patch when placed on your skin is going to keep out the bacteria and help prevent infection, right? It's going to stop you from touching it, stop other things from getting into it, all of that jazz. The inner layer is absorbing fluid, which is kind of gross when you think about it, but it's it's um, pulling out and absorbing fluid from the breakout. And so that's really where you're going to see, like sometimes when it, you, op- you open the patch, it looks disgusting. It's not necessarily just what's come out of your breakout. It's also um, the hydrocolloid gel is going to keep moisture around the area so it doesn't dry it out. It keeps it moisturized. It keeps it from producing more oil and so sometimes that product also produces that white mark that you'll get when you break off that patch or when you pull off that patch yes it is going to be partially from the breakout itself but not always so you know sometimes those really gross people out especially me um but I think the biggest thing to note is that classic hydrocolloid patches with no other added ingredients just the classic hero patch um not their mighty patch we'll get to that but the ha- the classic hero patch or maybe you've seen them as stars or they're in different shapes and it's just the hydrocolloid gel that is best on smaller breakouts white heads or formed breakouts right you see the head it's not a blind pimple which we'll get to um it's a breakout that's really you know in the middle of its stage it's not early stage it's not um something that still hasn't it it's fully formed if you will that is going to that pus which is gross to say and the breakout is going to be pulled out more when you're using a classic hydrocolloid patch on a formed breakout if you are trying to use the classic patch on a deep 
breakout or a blind pimple, which hasn't really come. You, you know, like the kind that you, you can feel them. Maybe there's a little redness there, but there's no actual head. Um, those need a little bit more love, a little bit more strength. And so I have three different patches that are for those early stage breakouts. And a lot of times it'll say that. It'll say it's for deep or cystic acne. It'll say it's for blind pimples. It'll say it's for early stage zits, whatever they may call it. Usually it'll say it on there. And so what I have for you is the Hero Patch with micro points. That's the Mighty Patch with micro points. Those micro points have medicine on them that kind of dissolve into your skin and then get to work using the hydrocolloid patch around it. So it's kind of a two for one deal. And that's really what you want when you've got those deeper early stage breakouts. The second one up is Peach Slice's Deep Blemish Micro Darts. Definitely loved those, used those in the past. They absolutely help and they absolutely work. My favorite is the third one up, but there is sort of a caveat to any of these. But the last one is the Zit Sticka, and it is the Deep Access Patch. It comes with like a little salicylic acid um, alcohol wipe, and then you wait for that to dry, and then you put on the patch. So um, that one kind of comes with like a two, there's two different products for the Deep Access Patch for that. That's my personal favorite, but I'm not going to lie. I do find that the um, the Zit Sticka does sort of leave like a white bleached out mark on your skin for a little bit. It is temporary, um, but I've noticed that the most for that one, but I also noticed the most results. So it's kind of like, you know, which one, as long as you're not you're taking it off with enough time for it to kind of get your skin back to normal before you're putting on makeup or your skincare, whatever it may be. Um, definitely something to keep in mind. It is temporary. It does go away. Some of these, you know, I've seen people wear under makeup. I've seen them wear it. They're invisible typically, so you can wear them. And, you know, most people aren't even going to notice them. So definitely a great product to use if you are someone who is a little bit hesitant about spa treatment um you know actual products spot treatment drying lotions and you know the benzoyl peroxide of it all definitely go for an acne patch it's safer it's gentler on your skin but if you want to get down and dirty with those those deeper blind you know not fully formed pimples you really have to get the right acne patches so do not go classic hydrocolloid you've got to get ones with salicylic acid um, you want to get ones that have the micro darts because those darts are then going to dissolve that medicine. So those are the keywords you're looking for. Deep stage, early stage, micro darts, salicylic acid. You do not want to get the classic unless you're dealing with your fully formed, you know, run of the mill whitehead breakouts. So there you go. But again, I will leave those links for you. You know that I'm good for it and you know that it's always a Target or Ulta because that's where your girl's going. Or Sephora. Sometimes, I, you know, I'm going to throw a little Sephora in there. But that is for Beauty Buzz item number one. And especially in the summertime, like, why not throw one of those on? If you're especially keeping, you know, sunscreen on your face, you're wearing a hat, you're not going to get some weird, you know, suntan mark. So speaking of suntan marks, I do have some sunscreen tips. They're kind of, there's two different ones and they're not even related at all. But I think that they are pertinent to keeping in mind that so many women have hair extensions and 
obviously we know, you know, hair care maintenance and how to take care of those from your hairstylist and your hairdresser. But I think something that's often overlooked, not by hairdressers, but just in a general sense, is that certain sunscreens can damage and dye your extensions. So you really got to be careful with your extensions when you're wearing sunscreen. But you should be, you shouldn't forego sunscreen for the health of your hair because it's a very simple solution. You want to use mineral-based sunscreens, which are so easy to find. Bear Republic, um, Sunbum, um, Cool. I'm trying to think of the other one that I use all the time. I'll look it up in a second. Um, it'll come to me. But um, Kula. No. Why does that sound right? Tula, my tried and true. But you want to stick away or stray from the Avo Benzone of it all. So that's going to be in your aerosol sunscreens, your spray sunscreens, the really convenient ones. I mean, I hate to say it, but they are. But there are still lotion sunscreens that have the Avo Benzone. And so you've got to make sure you check for that. Go for the mineral sunscreen because if you don't, the Avo Benzone can dye your extensions or purple, pink, or orange. So depending on the shade of your hair extension, it can damage and, and dye your hair. And so even after it's been dried on your skin and you've got long hair, obviously, because you've got the extension. Some people only have extensions for like added, you know, fullness. But you want to make sure that it's not touching your hair at all, even when it's dried. Um, especially when you start sweating and your hairs may be down, you don't want to mess with that. So make sure if you're a hair extension girly that you are using a mineral sunscreen. Like I said, Sunbum, Tula, um, Bear Republic are three that come to mind with mineral sunscreen. Great brands to use. Um, but typically speaking, a chemical sunscreen or an aerosol sunscreen is going to have that avobenzone that's going to potentially dye your extensions. No go. No good. Unless, of course, you want that. I mean, go for it, but not if, it's not for me. Not that I have extensions. For, you know, this is actually, it's all mine, which you can tell because it's mostly dead on the bottom. But um, as a, a blonde girly, I kind of like to make sure... I apply it to my scalp. So I am someone who sunscreen's gonna get in my hair, right? And so I wanted to make sure that people are mindful of the sunscreen that they're using if they have hair extensions. Um, but mineral sunscreen is just kind of the go-to, anyways. If you're if you're gonna be smart about sunscreen, um, if you're gonna be smart about sunscreen with your kiddos, I know that there's there are products out there that are containers that you can put your sunscreen into and it's like easier to apply to your kiddo. I'm here to tell you that those are not the best purchases to make. Um, a lot of those um, require you, like I said, to use your sunscreen that you already have and put it in the um, tube or on the applicator, whatever it may be. And that's actually going to break down the efficacy and compromise the integrity of the product. Those have already been stabilized into the container that they came in. And so that's very important that you're using a stabilized sunscreen with the, with the proper efficacy, especially for your, your kiddo's skin, right? Um, and for yourself, but I'm way more diligent, which is crazy, about sunscreen on my kids than I am on my own body, like face and neck and ears, like I'm down. But I will admit that I'm I'm not the best about reapplying all the time. I guess that's not entirely true. Like I am pretty good about it. 
better than like the average girly for sure. But anyways, I digress. Um, I think that the best way to apply sunscreen if your kiddos really aren't okay with it, you don't want to use the spray sunscreen on your kids. I know that there's definitely some issues around like the aerosol spray around you know, around kiddos is it great in a pinch yes if it's the only thing you have obviously use it make sure your kids are covering their faces all that jazz but the ones that come with an applicator if the sunscreen's not already a part of the product do not buy it do not put your sunscreen into another applicator to leave in that um i think they're called like sunscreen buddies or sun care buddies or babies or whatever just use a good old fat makeup sponge if you're trying to apply sunscreen to your kiddo's face or neck, ears, whatever. Um, you know, so many brands have sticks now. Obviously, you can be using those. But I'm here to tell you that it will break down the efficacy and the um, integrity of the stabilize, the stabilization process of your sunscreen by putting it into another package or another compartment I don't know why the word's not coming to me, but those both work. And so um, some great brands for kids, Blue Lizard, Pipette or Pipette. It's definitely it's a baby brand that I've recently seen at Target, but I've seen so many high ratings for their sunscreen. Um, and obviously, you know, making sure that it's it's safe for kids, that it is a kid-based sunscreen. You're going for SPF 30 or higher. I still am of the opinion that something above 30 isn't necessarily going to work better or longer. They all have to be applied at the same, you know, rate of like every three hours. Um, They're not going to be waterproof. They're usually water resistant. So if you've got kiddos in the pool all day, you really want to make sure that you're reapplying um, and letting that soak in before the tried and true um, for sunscreen is a shot glass. For a shot glass is worth for your, well, I use it like a shot glass is worth for my face, but I'm pretty sure the standard is a shot glass of sunscreen. Um, yeah, follow the shot glass rule. So if you follow the shot glass rule, you require 30 milliliters of sunscreen, which is equal to a shot glass for your entire body. I was going to say, I was like, I don't think the shot glass rule applies to just your face, even though I apply a lot to my face, my neck, and my, you know, all of that jazz. But if you apply a full shot glass of lotion, that should be enough for your body. I get that so many of us do use spray sunscreens, but really making sure a lot of these spray sunscreens that are mineral-based are going to spray onto your body, but in a different way than the aerosol ones will. You're still going to have to rub them in and make sure it's applied all over. Um, And so I just wanted people to be aware of those two things, definitely making sure you're taking care of your hair extensions while taking care of your skin and making sure that you are taking care of your kiddo sunscreen and not putting it into a different product or container um, because it was, again, stabilized in the container that you purchased it in, so you want to keep it in there. Just apply it with a makeup sponge, apply it with a makeup brush, whatever works for your kiddo. Um, But applying it to, you know, those roller things, unless it came in that container to begin with, then it's most likely going to be okay. Um... But that's that on that. And so just, I guess that was like a speedy beauty buzz list this week. But for this week's beauty in the Berg, 
I have Hey Sugar Social. So fun to chat with her to talk about the behind the scenes of social media management in a world where social media is everything, right? Like so many people rely on social media for so many different aspects of their business and their personal life and all of that. And so it was great to talk to her and see sort of the ins and outs of how that really works and what that looks like. So definitely stay tuned for my episode um, or my interview segment coming up. And just keep in mind, because next week and this week, all that jazz, I keep saying all that jazz, like I need to go watch Chicago apparently, um, is sort of a holiday week. I'm not going to have an interview segment next week. It'll just be beauty buzz only. So come back for some good tips and tricks or whatever, you know, floats my boat next week. So we'll see you and talk to you then, but stick around for my interview with Hey Sugar Social. Hello, everyone, and happy Friday. We are here with another beauty in the Berg, and I'm so excited to sit down and chat with her. It is Kelly from Hey Sugar Social. That was like a mouthful. I've been so good at saying it, and then I almost just like badgered it. Hey, sugar, social. And so thank you so much for being here. We are going to jump right in or dive right in, as I like to say, which is so pertinent for summer as well. Um, Let's talk about how you got started and where it sort of brought you to your current position as you're the owner, correct? You were the creator, founder of Hey Sugar Social. So take us back to the beginning. Okay, so it's going to be like a long story, but I'm going to make it super <laughs> short. So we're here I, for it. Yeah, I've worked with children my whole life. Um, I did every job under the sun that you could do. I was an elementary teacher for 10 years, oh my two goodness. years in South Carolina, and eight years here in Pittsburgh. I got my master's in early education, and then I just decided that I love children, but I wanted more with my life. Um, and I kind of just dove in head first. So back in 2000, I think it was 15, I started an e-commerce boutique with a girlfriend of mine and I loved doing that. Um, but it just like, wasn't my jam. I just really wasn't into kind of the competition, I think of, the boutique online world and fast fashion. So we dissolved it and I went back to teaching actually. And then I started helping a friend of mine, Tara, who I have learned so much from. She is a marketing genius and guru. Um, I was kind of like assisting her virtually because she moved to Charleston. She was in here in Pittsburgh. And then I just kind of, fell into it really. Um, She kind of mentored me and guided me and was basically like, you're really good at this. You need to do it on your own. Um, So I started researching, teaching myself graphic design, um, learning all about social media and the strategy behind it. And I kind of quietly backed out of my job and um, yeah, that's kind of where I, where I am now. Um, so I, I actually in between there too, I feel like a, I'm like a serial entrepreneur, I guess. Um, I had a nanny placement agency in Pittsburgh and I operated that for four years and I absolutely loved it. What I did was I placed nannies with families. So I like to say that I was a matchmaker for nannies Love and that. families. 
because I was a nanny all throughout college, um, you know, summers, like summer college and, you know, because I was a teacher, I was off in the summer. So I nannied. Um, and I, at one point I counted, I had nannied like over a hundred children. Oh my goodness. And yeah, I, I don't even know how many kids I taught probably like 400 or so. Right. Um, so I mean, part of, you know, that part of me still exists. Um, I'm that person that like sees a child at a restaurant and I'm like, oh my God, so cute. And other people are like rolling their eyes. Right. (laughs) So, um, but yeah, I, because of COVID, my nanny agency suffered greatly just like everybody else did. Yeah. Um, And I kind of just pulled back and I said, you know, this is not really what I want to do. But because of having that business, I was doing a lot of the marketing for myself for that too. So, and I have networked my way through Pittsburgh for years as a business owner. So I got to know a lot of people in the business, a lot of women business owners, and that is what I specialize in. So I specialize in, and that's not to say that I wouldn't work with non-women owned or Mm non-binary owned, you know, but I, I just, you know, women kind of speak to me, um, in their businesses and I just kind of want to empower them. And so that's why I work with a lot of, um, female led businesses. So talk to us about, I, and obviously we get that here at this podcast, like we're, I mean, it's women focused as well. And so talk to me about how did you take Hey Sugar and really build it from the ground up? You were talking about um, 2015, you were doing the marketing stuff, 2020 Mm -hmm. with the nannying business falling apart. When did Hey Sugar really come to the forefront as the leader in your, in your businesses, your entrepreneurship? So it's kind of hard to pinpoint like a day that I started because Mm -hmm. in right before quarantine, actually in March, 2020, I was feeling, I was in a really terrible relationship. Um, I was feeling really bad about myself kind of, I guess I would say. And so I actually started a blog called explore Pittsburgh and I ran that for up until I guess April of 2022. I'm trying to think of what year it was. Um, so I ran that and I was invited to different restaurant openings and I never really did it to become like a quote unquote influencer. Cause right. I just, I hated that title for myself because mm-hmm. I really didn't want me to be the focus. I wanted Pittsburgh to be the focus. Right. And I've always just been like a cheerleader for small businesses, especially, locally in our, in our great city. And there's so many that aren't featured and, you know, they're not the ones that are on, you know, the Pittsburgh today live or what's it called? Pittsburgh live today. That show Pittsburgh today live. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of them are featured a lot of like the bigger ones, but I was really trying to get into like the nitty gritty ones, the smaller ones, the lesser known. And so I just started popping up at random places and just being like, Hey, can I write a blog piece? 
Um, you know, I never expected anything free. I never expected any like discounts or anything like that. Right. I just really wanted to experience different things for myself too, because like, for example, I went to a salt cave in, um, like the upper St. Clair area. Okay. I'd never done that before. Mm -hmm. And I probably would have never done that before if I hadn't looked for something myself. So that's kind of where Hey Sugar started. So I was doing Explore Pittsburgh and I was loving it. And then I started getting a lot of invitations to different events and openings. And I felt very overwhelmed because again, I did not want to be that influencer person. Not that there's anything wrong with that. It just didn't feel like me. Mm -hmm. So I realized that I really wanted to help businesses by helping them with their social media and their strategy and their growth and organically getting people in the door for them. Um, Especially because after the aftermath of COVID, I mean, we still see, I still see every day, almost every day, businesses closing, small businesses closing, you know, they announce on Instagram and I hate it. I, it breaks my heart because that was someone's dream. Uh And that's just kind of what, where Explore Pittsburgh started and it kind of transformed into Hey Sugar Social because I just was like, you know, why am I doing this? If, if not for nothing, I can, and I can help one business maybe to stay open Uh and keep their doors open. And, you know, I, I really like, I don't want to say I do it for the money. I don't do it for the money because obviously everybody has to work and earn an income. But I also do really, really love it. Like I probably do things that I probably shouldn't. (laughs) Like I work extra for people. I do extra posts. I make extra reels, you know, that's like far and beyond my, what my contract says, Uh but it's truly because I want them to win. I want them to have that win. You know, I, one of my clients is a wedding planner and she was so excited, like on a Saturday and a random Saturday a couple of weeks ago and was like, I just booked a huge client and she said it was because my Instagram was so pretty. Oh. And, you know, that's great that, like, her Instagram is pretty because of right. what I did. But also there was a strategy behind it. When she told me that her, you know, potential – she wasn't sure yet if it was a client. But, you know, at first when she said, oh, it was my it was, it was my pretty Instagram, you know, that attracted that client. And – I was like so excited because of course I want someone's Instagram to look beautiful because I'm still stuck in like 2013 when (laughs) Instagram started and you had to have like a beautifully aesthetic feed. I still want that just because that's how my brain works. Right. (laughs) But I was so excited because I knew that this was a new follower to her Uh and Instagram now is just so smart with the insights and everything that it showed me that this follower came from a reel that I created. So it said, you know, such and such followed you from this reel. And oh, nice. I was super excited. And I just like, I was so, so, so pumped that what I did for my client gave her a client. Right. So I do have like a lot of service-based clients, which I love, like I have, you know, I work with a photographer and I 
obviously hers is like the most fun to work with because I get to look at all of these absolutely stunning photos. Right. And it's so much fun. But yeah, like she gets new followers all the time. And it's really just, it's not even about the number of followers that you have. And that's what is so important to me and like my business because you could have 200 followers but it does it means it, it and you or you could have 2 million followers but it means nothing if you have 2 million followers and you get zero sales right and zero conversion so that's really what i'm doing for my clients it's not just because they want a pretty feed or they want new followers or they want a viral reel like i made a post a couple probably a couple months ago now that you know, just because one of your reels or TikToks goes viral, it means absolutely nothing. Right. I had the yes. most random TikTok go viral of my fiance and I a couple months ago, probably in like December now. And it got like 3 million views. It got me nothing. <laughs> it got me 3 million views and that's yeah, about like, it. 3 million views. I was like, woo, what's that do for me? You know, yeah. it got me zero leads. But I mean, it was sure it was fun to see like, wow, I got 3 million views, but like, right. it, it got me nothing. So I, I use that example all the time. And at the time I had 50 followers on TikTok. So I got 3 million views with 50 wow. followers. Now did and it gain you followers? It did. I okay. mean, I, I don't really, I don't really focus that much on TikTok. Um, okay. That was going to be one of my questions. As somebody who does social media, I was curious about your, not to cut into this story, we can go no, back to it, okay. but to kind of talk about that battle of Instagram versus TikTok, especially from a social media business standpoint. Okay. So this is my opinion and it's the opinion of a lot of others, like okay. the big pros. Um TikTok is definitely where trends start. So I spend a lot of my time researching on TikTok. Okay. So like I'll create, I'll, I'll recreate or use a trending audio from TikTok and put it onto one of my clients' Instagrams and it gets big views. And then two weeks later, other people are posting it. And then their reel that was posted two weeks before gets even more views. It gets like I a gotcha. round. Right. So I really use TikTok, honestly, for my research, but also okay. for my, <laughs> I know this sounds so stupid, but for my like decompressing the day. <laughs> no, absolutely. Like, yeah. I have, I have like my personal one that I just have the stupid humorous, like absolutely ridiculous, like husband videos and like dog videos and kid videos yes. that I just mindlessly scroll and laugh at. And then I have my business TikTok, which I have different, you know, categories where I save. So I save for my aesthetic injector, I save for my photographer client, I save for my wedding planner client. So my for you page is not for me, right. my personal life. It's right. for all of my clients, but I love that because you know, I'll see something and it's not that I'm copying everybody. I'm, I'm not recreating every single thing, but yeah. if I see an audio that, you know, like a vet posted or something and I'm mm -hmm. like, oh my gosh, this would be amazing for my makeup artist client. 
in a different way. And that's where I feel like that's where my teacher creativity comes into play. Oh, a lot yeah, too. absolutely. And, um, you know, my dad, like he said, he said my whole life that he thought I was going to be like an author or <laughs> some sort of business owner. Love that. And he's, you know, a big supporter of what I do. I mean, my whole family is, but he always says like, I knew you'd do this or I knew you'd do that. And it's really cute because, you know, like I do think that I'm super creative and that's where I get, you know, the caption ideas and, and the reels ideas and stuff. Um, so, I mean, it's really fun for me too. You know, I love it. And I hope I don't ever stop loving it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, do you have, currently you're talking about a lot of the different, what would be probably the most out there or the clients that really stretch your creativity? What type of client would you say like with? Um, so I had a client that I worked with um, last year and I, there, I have nothing to say bad about the client or her business, but I just didn't vibe with her. Okay. Um, because I didn't know much about her business. And there are times where I don't know, like, for example, I have a veterinarian as mm -hmm. a client that invented something, uh, um, an animal handling glove for like vets and um, zoo wildlife rescue people. Okay. I didn't know much about that either, but I love dogs. So I was really into it. Um, but this particular client that I had last year, it was about um, like crystals and um, soul healing and Reiki. And I just, it's not that I don't like that. I just mm -hmm. don't know anything about it. Yeah. And I just didn't feel a passion for it. And I think that that's okay because, you know, just like everybody that you meet in life, you're not going to love every single person right. and every single person isn't going to love you. You're not going to vibe with every person you meet. Um, and that was kind of a struggle for me because we just did like a three month kind of trial period because I, I was very upfront with her. I told her, you know, I don't really know much about your business. I'm willing to learn, but I just couldn't get into it. And I did feel, I, I'm such a people pleaser mm -hmm. and it was really, really hard for me to admit that. I'm also a perfectionist, so it was really hard for me to admit that I wasn't doing my best for her, but I ended up just saying, you know, I'm so sorry, but I just don't think that we're the right fit, and that was tough. It was oh, my I imagine. First, yeah, it was my first client that I really just did not click with for mm -hmm. some reason, and it was tough. So I, I would say that's like, that's been my, you know, that was the start of a hard part for me. Um, mm -hmm. But now I've realized after kind of going through the weeds with some other clients that I'm just like, it's going to happen. Right. Right. <laughs> you know? and it's, that was, that's a great learning curve in someone's business, right? Yes. I mean, that's the best part about it is kind of coming out stronger on the other end. But you um, you were talking about how you're a people pleaser and you are a perfectionist. Are you an Enneagram type three? Um, no, I'm eight. 
Ooh, I, I took you as a I think, three. I think I'm an eight, but I'm like super, super type A. I'm, this is like maybe TMI, but I don't really care. I was actually <laughs> like diagnosed several years ago with like minor OCD. Okay. Um, In not, not things like counting steps. Um, right. That's not like, you know, people think that that's like, the typical kind of right like, or like the washing way. of the hands religiously right. like, yeah some people that comes out as that but mine is more like I have to make lists for everything it's just how my brain works like for mm-hmm. example I was out to dinner with some of my girlfriends last night and one of my friends saw my home screen and all of my apps are in I have an iPhone and all of my apps are in rainbow order I love um, that. <laughs> I love I that. A, I have a to-do list that's also bulleted with rainbow order. And my friend was like teasing me about it. And she's like, that's a new addition, the rainbow <laughs> to-do list. And I'm like, I know, don't you love it? And she's like, no, you're psycho. <laughs> that's so great though. It works for you. Yeah. So that's like, so when I don't 1000% succeed in something, it's, it eats away my brain. Like I, it just makes me crazy. <laughs> so how do you combat that when you've got so many people to please in your business? That's literally what your business is about. Yes, it is really hard. Um, and I have spoken about this before, like on my platform, I struggle with anxiety. Um, I have, and I've been medicated happily since 2009. And it's not something that I'm ashamed to admit anymore. Probably 10 years ago, I would have never said anything. Yeah. But it's something that I struggle with. And I had a really, really bad day last month. And I was allowing myself to be very vulnerable. And I like posted about it on, you know, I don't post every single thing, but I did post about it like in a story and it was in May, which was Mental Health Awareness Month. So mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna post about it. And I made a post about it. And I had strangers that I don't know that I didn't even know followed me, messaging me, telling me, you know, amazing things. And one of my clients sent me like a Starbucks gift card, like an e-card, and was like, treat yourself. You're amazing. Like, and so that having a support system of strangers was so amazing. And really how I get through things is my support system that I have, my friends and my family and my fiance. Um, I have, I'm very, very lucky to have a really good core group of girlfriends. And I feel like a lot of people don't have I'm I'm going to be 38 this year and you know you go through tons of friendship ebbs and flows. Right, right. And you know the three people that are standing by me in my wedding the end of the year are my sister who's my best friend and then my two other best friends one of which is my friend since 2010 and then the other one is um a friend since 2003. <laughs> Wow. When yeah, I that's amazing. college. So yeah. yeah, it's a long time, you know, and I do like the girls that I was with last night for our girlfriend's birthday. I just have a really good group of 
friends that, you know, they're constantly lifting me up. And I mean, we do it for each other. Um, but I've just always had that support system. And that kind of gets me through those really, really low days. Well, talk to us. Let's kind of go back to the business side of it, just because you're obviously you're sharing out all of this information. And obviously, it opens you up to be a relatable business owner, right? I think so many of us, <laughs> I, absolutely, because I think so many of us, we want those connections with the people that we're going to be doing business with, right? We want to make mm-hmm. some sort of connection. And for you to be so open and honest about that, I would, I have to assume is helping, you know, Hey Sugar and helping you at the same time, you know what I mean? Yes. Kind of getting that support through. So talk to us about how do clients come to you and they're saying, you know, I have ABC, do they sometimes hire you just for reels, just for carousel posts? Or how does that look when a new client comes to you? Okay, so I get clients a couple different ways. Um, I, well, really, I don't ever really reach out to clients um, because I think it's because I still get that imposter syndrome. Like, I'm not good enough. There's people better than me. Um, I don't have all of the tools. I don't know everything. Um, and that is something that I fight constantly with myself as well. Right. But I think that I attract customers or clients rather, um, because of my, you know, like authenticity, I guess, and Mm -hmm. my honesty, because I do post a little bit about my personal life and my personal struggles too. And I think it's because I don't, I think it's because when I, and I don't know, maybe I should ask people this. Why do they come to me? <laughs> I mean, some people tell me, you know, I just yeah. like to live and I'm like, cool, thanks. <laughs> um, because I just don't take myself that seriously. And I'm like, just, you know, like a bubbly person outgoing. And I guess people just see that through what I post. And that's kind of my goal. But I'm, I don't know. (laughs) So if they, so say, say I'm coming to you and I own like a small bakery, if you will, and I have no idea how to operate social media. What do I, what can I really get from you? Okay. So what I, the first step I do is, um, it's kind of like an on, it's not really an onboard onboarding process. Um, but The first step is if you say, hey, I have this bakery and I've been in business for a year. I don't know what I'm doing with social media. So I send a questionnaire that is kind of just saying like, what is your goal? Do you want more followers? Do you want more sales? Do you want more customers? What is your goal? What are your goals? Mm -hmm. Um, Do you have a brand? If you don't have a brand, you know, brand logo, identity, colors, fonts, logos, stuff like that. I'm going to send you to one of my branding people. Okay. And then, then we get started, right? Do you have brand photography? Nope. You don't have that. I'm going to send you to my photographer, um, and kind of build you a package to start you off on the right foot. So sometimes I feel like I'm not, you know, a business guru. I would never say that, but I feel like because I've made so many mistakes on my own, I know how to kind of, you know, direct people that might just be starting out. Now, if someone has been in business for 10 years and they just need 
someone to manage all of their content. They have tons of content. Um, you know, I basically go through a process of what do you want to focus on? What do you, you know, do you want me to create reels for you? And usually if, if we do reels, it's, you know, I'll format it for TikTok and Facebook too. Um, but really I would say that I am, you know, more, I don't like to use the word expert, but I'm more of a Instagram person. Okay. Yeah. Um, but again, like I said, I, I will do TikTok. I will do LinkedIn, Pinterest, Facebook, but Instagram is definitely where I excel. Yeah. But yeah, so they go through the um, questionnaire and then I kind of, um, you know, we do like a complimentary discovery call and then we kind of go from there to see if their budget fits within my packages. Um, and then once they do decide to sign on, then we go through an onboarding process of, you know, and I ask them questions like I would ask maybe if you were going on like a second date, right? So like, what makes you happy? You know, what, um, what, what can I find you doing on a Sunday afternoon? Um, just to try to get to know them a little bit better and yeah, to know yeah. their business too. And that That's really helps. Cool. And all of that has evolved too. As I learn with each and every client, I right. add things, I remove things, you know, cause I get, I do um, feedback questionnaires too. Like, Hey, what's working for you? What do you like? What you, what do you not like? Um, and just kind of build from there because eventually I'd like to be able to you know, hire a team. <laughs> yeah. That was, oh, was going to be one of my questions is how do you manage the insights and the dashboards and all of that with so many different clients? How do you keep all of that? And then how do you operate that and then still operate your own social media? Well, <laughs> it's a lot of people and there's a lot of social media managers and agency owners that say like their personal or their business, um, social media suffers because right. we're so focused on everyone else's. Right. But I do try, I definitely put my own on the back burner, but I still try to do stuff all the time. Um, and I get bouts of creativity where I'm like hyper focused for like five hours and I tune everything out and I'm just like creating on my computer and with my phone and, you know, um, and just making lists. That's basically how I survive anything. <laughs> okay. Hey, listen, I, but I love, so you're sometimes doing batch content for multiple clients then at yeah. one point. Yeah. Okay. So, um, like, like yesterday, for example, I was working on, I was batching content for my wedding planner client and my wedding photographer client, not because I use the same content, but my mm -hmm. mind was just kind of like in that hole Absolutely. of wedding. And also it's really fun for me because I'm planning my own wedding. That's what I was going to so, say. I'm like, that's gotta be yeah. like, you said the end of the year, when's, when are you getting, are you December. like, a, I'm a December wedding girly. Oh really? Yeah. December yeah. 3rd. It was a fun oh. time. Yeah. We're doing December 16th. I'm super excited. Yay, so, congrats. Yeah. Thank you. 
it was it was really fun it's really fun to do like the wedding you know oh i'm sure content yeah creation but yeah so sometimes i do that sometimes i jump around but um each client is special to me and in their own different way mm-hmm. um i'm sorry oh you're fine what happens <laughs> I had my do not disturb on and it like turned off. It was like someone's disturbing us anyways. Who cares? <laughs> so, um, yeah, each client is special and important to me in kind of in the way that like you have different friendships in your life. Okay. Um, and I actually just saw a quote that I am going to like repost in a couple of days that um, a client will become your friend quicker then a friend will become your client. And interesting. It's not to say that I have friends that won't become my clients, but I have become friends with some of my clients. And I was afraid at first because I'm like, oh, is that a slippery slope? Like, what if somebody's feelings get hurt? Or, you know, but the wedding planner is now my, you know, the wedding planner client is now my wedding planner. Um, I was going to ask that too. I was like, how much yeah. of this is, go- you know, seeping into your own wedding? Yeah. Well, and the photographer was my photographer first and now she's my client. <laughs> I mean, there you go. Yeah. So, but it just, I love these women and I just, working with them is so much more fun because we also get to do my wedding. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. I love creating for them. And like I said, I treat like I treat every business that I'm creating for as my own. So I never put anything out, you know, on social media that I wouldn't want to be put out myself. Right, right. Um, Because, you know, not that people know that I represent them, but I know and, you know, because I post as them, um, I yes. never say like, this is Kelly, you know? <laughs> right. So do you um, actually, when you're, are all of their accounts, then you have full autonomy with those or does it depend on the client? So I am signed into all of my clients accounts okay um because i engage with their audience i answer messages i answer comments and and all that good stuff Mm -hmm. um but they still have control over you know if they want to post if they post something you know on tuesday and i post something wednesday they post something on thursday it i always say you know like i have some of my clients that say is it okay if I post this? And I'm like, you do not have to ask me. Yeah, this is okay. your account. Right, right. <laughs> um, so, you know, if they're asking my opinion, if the, if I think this is good or this is a good caption or great hashtag, whatever, or good audio, of course I'll give them my input. Mm-hmm. But if they just say like, hey, should I post this? You know, I'm like, I that that's your account. You right, know? right. I don't take control over your account. Um, and I do have some clients that are like, here's my account. See you next month. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, are there some that just are like, you know what? I'm not even going to look at it. It's all you. Yeah. So I have some clients that, um, don't care about content approval. Um, that don't, they, 
don't even sign in. You know, they're like, mm-hmm. here you go, bye. I'll see you in a month for our monthly call. <laughs> um, and really, I don't care either way. Yeah. I have people that, you know, we chat every other day because they're like, oh my gosh, this reel did so good. Or I'm not sure if I like this post. Can we like kind of rework it? Uh, but I never put anything out that isn't approved by the client or that isn't in their brand voice or tone. Um, I would never post anything like political that wasn't something that they wanted to post or, Mm -hmm. you know, any of that stuff. So I'm very kind of like cognizant of everyone's beliefs. Um, And I don't care what your beliefs are. Like I don't, you know, I have no opinion on that whatsoever. It's your business, you know, but I do try to post – with the right tone for each business owner. Gotcha. And you said content approval. How, uh, what rough percentage would you say require content approval for before you post it? Um, so I send out content calendars monthly. Okay. And I would say like 98% want content approval. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So, and and really it's for me too, because I don't love when a client is just like, I don't care what you post. It's nerve wracking. Like, yeah. You're like, wait, what if I post or, it? Exactly. You know? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I, I typically, even if they're like, no, I don't need to, to approve it. I still send it to them. Like, Hey, this is your content calendar. You know, let's, let's chat about it. Um, and they usually sit, send me a text or an email back, like, yep, looks good. Okay. <laughs> okay great. And that's, and that was sort other of... people that have 20 edits, you know, which really, is yeah. Oh my God. So that was sort of my question too, is like, how do you balance all of that? Do they have to give you that approval, you know, at, you know, within a couple of days of their content calendar at the monthly checkup, or is it just like a rat? It's like a revolving door. Um, it kind of is a revolving door, but again, I'm super regimented with lists and timelines. Gotcha. Yeah. So I send out content calendars the 15th of the month before. So like my clients for their July calendars, they got their calendars sent to them June 15th. Okay. Um, and I usually give them about a week to get back to me um, because then that gives me a week to make edits. So, and I... And that way we can discuss things in that week too. And then at the top of the month, that's when we do our like monthly like check-in calls. And again, some clients are like, I don't need to talk to you. It's great. (laughs) That's good though. That's good. Okay, great. (laughs) And then other clients I talk to for two hours. (laughs) For the content calendar though, are you telling them I'm doing a reel on this day with this audio or what does the content calendar even really look like for them? So I use Airtable, which is, it's an app on your phone or just a website. You can get it on iPad, everything. It's super easy to use. Um, and it can be used for anything. So people use it to plan weddings. People use it for, it's kind of like Excel sheets, sort of, okay, but a little bit more customizable. So in the first column, we have the date. And then the second column, I have the day, just so that it keeps my brain in check. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, 
And some people like it when I put the time that I'm going to post. So I sometimes have a third column right there that has the time, not all the time. Um, and then the next column would be the topic. So if there's any holidays, any sales, any special events, yeah. any, you know, promos for that, that client, that's what we put in there. And then I do the images, either whatever graphic it is or the photos and then the caption hashtags. Um, and then like the final couple um, columns are if there's any vendor tags. So that's used a lot with like the weddings, right. um, you know, because I always want to make sure that I'm giving people credit, the florist, the makeup artist, the dress, you know, all that good stuff. And then um, approval. So it says like approved, not approved, um, edited, you know, approved with notes or not approved with notes. And then there's a note section. Okay. Um, and so that is where they can make edits or change things. And then that way we don't even have to talk back and forth, back and forth. So I just go in there when they say, Hey, my calendar is set for approval um, go in and check the notes. And then that way I just go in, check, and then I reset it to, you know, I edited this. So recheck it. Um, and then can you improve it? So it sounds a lot more difficult than it is. <laughs> no, I mean, that's what I was going to say. It sounds so intense, but at the same time, it also sounds very user-friendly in the way that you can communicate back and forth. Yes. It is super user-friendly because I've worked with like Trello and ClickUp, um, and I don't like either of those. <laughs> well, as, um, that was kind of a segue into my one of my final questions, though, is as a content creator, aside from the social media, obviously, what are some of the programs or apps that you're constantly on? So, obviously, I use Airtable. It's my lifesaver. It's how I keep everything organized because I even put my own to-do lists in there, too. I've got to check um, this out. I have, yeah, I, I'll show you, I'll show you my example table that I send to clients. Oh, I would just love so it. You can take a look and see. Um, but I even have like my wedding to-do list on there too. So it's really, it's really nice. And like I invited my fiance to be a part of that table. So you can invite anyone to that table too. Okay. Um, I use Splice for photo, uh, video editing a lot. Mm -hmm. I use, I don't even know the name of the app it's like a closed captioning app that i oh. love yeah i can't remember i think it's just called like closed or something you'll have to look it up for me post like after we record yes i will i will send it to you um i use photoshop and lightroom canva obviously um what else do i use all the time I think that's it. Well, I use those are a lot of the big ones. Yeah. Yeah. I use creative market. It's not an app, but it's a website. Oh, okay. And I get fonts, um, graphics, images, artwork from there. It's really, really cool because it supports like artists. Um, and I get a lot of good stuff on there. Oh, that's awesome. But I think well, that's, that's it I kind of want if people before we get into like the summer fun quiz segment where I quiz all of my guests yes. I want people to know where what is the first step if they want to reach out to you either to be a client or to talk about getting into the business what is the yeah. best way to reach you um I would say I mean 
I don't love when people text me like strangers, <laughs> but I'm okay with it because <laughs> I am a business owner. So, I mean, yeah, people could text me, um, but really the easiest way is to either email me or just DM me on Instagram. And okay. I totally forgot, like my biggest thing that I use is HoneyBook, which is my, oh. you know, what I use for all of my like my contracts and invoices and stuff. I just like that just popped into my head. Wait, the other um, thing that just popped into mine is I meant to ask, how did you get the name Hey Sugar? Oh, so my Grammy who passed away in 2021, mm -hmm. she used to always call my sister and I Sugar. Aww. And I always call my niece Sugar. I always say, Hey Sugar. And <laughs> My mom tells us not to swear around my nieces and nephew. And <laughs> instead of saying shit, she always says, say, oh, sugar. So we say we use sugar a lot. A lot. I love it, though. That's so sweet. So, yeah, Literally. Nickname, and we use it as kind of like a term of endearment. Um, so, yeah, it just it, there was going to be no other name for me that it's was perfect it. though it's so cute it's catchy sugar social i love it with the alliteration Thanks. Thanks. but let's speaking of stuff that is sweet we're gonna switch over to summertime and i like to summertime yeah. quiz all of my guests and my first question is what is your go-to summer drink you can do morning or evening um or alcoholic both. or non-alcoholic either you could do both let's do both non-alcoholic okay. so i am a chronic iced coffee drinker um, I have a Stanley for my iced coffee and a Stanley for my water. That's amazing. Every single day, everywhere I go, it's ridiculous. Um, yeah. So those are my non-alcoholic drinks. Um, like I even went to Arkansas for our friend's wedding and took my Stanley with me and my girlfriend made so much fun of me for it. So for her, but listen, you're being hydrated and, and caffeinated. So yeah. you win. Yeah. Um, so for alcoholic beverages, I cannot drink wine anymore. And I really try to stick with like the lowest sugar possible because in my old age, I get hangover. Yep. I so I drink White Claws, uh, Trulies, you know, all the seltzers, um, or like a Tito's and soda. I'd like to squeeze like a little Mio in it. Oh, that gets a little, a little interesting. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know. I'm that old lady at the bar. Like, here's my, my Mio. Mio. Oh, wait, I love that, though. That's yeah. so, that's genius. Genius. Yeah. You're working smarter, not harder, for sure. <laughs> so what would, what do you say is like your favorite, like, go-to summer outfit? Um, I literally only wear dresses 365 days of the year. Okay, but that's like such a good trait to have like you're the dress girl I love that yeah I only wear dresses what is your favorite style of dress then in the summertime um I love like a loose flowy like kind of a-line dress yes um, that's that's my favorite I love okay. a maxi dress yes yes I've okay so then out a little bit with like some of the backless dresses oh yeah I know I but then it's like the bra night. the bra question Okay, so that's the thing. So my sister has three children, and I have zero children yet, knock on wood. Um, 
And she always says to me, she's like, your boobs are so perky. You better, you better like relish in that before Amen. you have children. Amen. And so I can, I can, I don't wear a bra. And Good for you, girl. I know. My sister hates it, but. <laughs> I mean, listen, yeah, if you don't have to, why do it? Why do yeah. it? <laughs> She's right. She's a hundred percent right. Yeah. <laughs> so what was, what would be your go-to summer shoe? Oh, I love a wedge, like a chunky heel or a wedge, but I'm a good, I'm a good sandal girl too. Okay. All right. And then yeah. if you're doing like, what's your favorite summertime makeup product? Okay. So I have, uh, like troubled skin because of some issues with like, I have PCOS and so okay. I get like crappy skin. Um, so like a moisturizer is like key for me. But I basically never leave the house with lips without lipstick either. Oh, well, that is yeah. that kind of goes with my last question. Then, what is your number one ride or die makeup or skincare product like ever? Ooh. So I would either say lipstick or eyebrow pencil. Oh, an eyebrow. What's your favorite eyebrow pencil? So I use. Um, oh shoot! It's okay. So I use the ELF like gel to like brush them up. And then I use the, it's like a pomade. Okay. And it's Sephora brand. I love Sephora brand. I will die on the hill of Sephora brand. They have the best products and they have the best lipstick ever created on earth. I don't care what anybody says. I can wear a Sephora matte lip. Put it on at like 7 a.m. I can drink. I can eat. I can kiss. It never comes off. What? That's yeah. amazing. Yep. Oh, my God. I and I tell that. everybody. <laughs> I love that, though. Yeah, we don't gatekeep products. That's not. It was just no. not in my nature at all. Like, I, I share like, it all. I wish I could get sponsored on that because I have literally every single color that they make. Oh, my goodness. Which is like, I think, 60 of them. Oh, my God. I love this. Yeah. I'm a lipstick junkie. Yeah. And... They are the best, the best. Well, honestly, you have been the best. Thank you so much Thank for being you. here. Please <laughs> let everyone know where they can follow you, where they can stock all your hay sugar goodness. So at hay sugar social and it's just hay sugar social.com. Thank you so much. Everybody make sure you go and follow, check her out. Thank honestly, you. Such a good conversation about social Thank media, so about much. just everything in general and you're not going anywhere because we've got to talk about this lipstick. And what was the other thing I had to ask you about off camera? I don't even remember now. The whole table? conversation to have. Oh, Maybe. The app. Who knows? The app. <laughs> That's the closed captioning. Yes. yes. Well, everybody, yes. thank you so much for listening. And we will see you and talk to you next time. Thank Bye. you. Bye.